Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Musings of a Mind and a Fan podcast. I am Paul, your regular host. On today's show, I'll be talking about Manchester United performance last night in the Carabao Cup semi-final um, against Nottingham Forest at Old Trafford. Um, we won the game by two goals to zero and we are finally true to the Carabao Cup final. Um, in reality, we were... We had one foot in the final anyway um, from the first leg after our comprehensive 3-0 victory of Nottingham Forest at the city ground. Um, but we needed to to make sure that um, there were no unpleasant surprises. And there were quite a few um, chances that Nottingham Forest had in the first half. If they had converted, it might have made the game a bit more interesting and a bit edgy because they would have grown in confidence and, you know, you never can tell what would have happened if uh, they managed to take one or two, uh, one of the chances or both chances they created in the first half. Um, but I will get into detail um, on that a bit later. But I also wanted to talk about um, our game against Reading in the FA Cup. In the FA Cup, we defeated, Brun- I mean, Reading by three goals to one. On Saturday at Old Trafford as well, so that was a good result for Manchester United, and I didn't do a podcast for that, but I would like to talk briefly on that as well um, before I actually go into the main discussion, um, which is about my United's uh, performance against Nottingham Forest, which has finally sealed our place in the Carabao Cup final. And uh, we'll be taking on Newcastle United in the final uh, I think, um, on the February 26th, if I'm not mistaken, uh, at the end of this month. So that's a big one for us, my United fans. Uh, first final after the Europa League final um, defeat to Villarreal. So um, hopefully we will end our trophy drought and we'll begin to win trophies more regularly going forward. We've allowed other teams, Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool, to dominate um, the trophies um, in England. It's now time for Man United to get into the conversation as well and win a couple of trophies and break the whole City, Liverpool, and occasionally Chelsea have over uh, victories or trophies or tournaments in England. Okay, so that's about that. Um, there are also other news. Um, the transfer window also ended um, a few days ago on the 31st of January. And uh, we were able to get Marcel Sabitza, uh, the Austrian international from Bayern Munich, as uh, emergency replacement for the injured Christian Eriksen. I think it's a good deal. And I think he will do very well for Man United. And who knows? Um, he, he can be a catalyst to greater things this season that we can achieve. So, um, it's, um, it's a loaded show today and uh, maybe I'll just get all those uh, little, little uh, news and snippets out of the way first if I go into the nitty-gritty of today's podcast, okay? So, Marcel Sabitza, as you guys know, is an Australian international and... He plays on Bayern Munich. We were able to sign him on loan from Bayern Munich um, on, the, on deadline day um, 
on transfer deadline day and i think it's a good sign for us my United fans that with these interviews and they have said a lot of beautiful things that we often hear when players uh, recently signed for the club he's going to give his all he hates losing and he has a winning mentality this and that and i hope he will this will rub off on the squad where they have players with elite mentality in this squad we have casemiro we have varan we have bruno so these are players that have elite mentality lisandro martinez they have winning mentality and having another player like master sabitza with such a mentality can only help the club you know so i hope um, he's going to do very well for us and i hope he will hit the ground running i expect that he will be um, play some role like against crystal palace on saturday when we take on crystal palace so hopefully he'll be fit and ready to go maybe as a sub or maybe the first staff or something but we need to start giving him minutes because the game's coming think are fast all right so that's about muscle sabits i don't want to bore you with stats and relevant information but we know him from his exploits in germany for rb leipzig and also Bayern Munich. He's, he's not had too many games and I think he's a perfect addition to our squad considering the time um, we went for him, you know. So I think that's a good one for Manchester United and Eric Ten Hag. Now, as for the FA Cup, um, we were able to defeat Reading by three goals to one. Uh, great news, um, we are in the next round of the FA Cup, we'll be taking on West Ham and um, I don't know what to expect against West Ham but that's going to be a big one and I think we're going to take on West Ham also later this month. So there's a lot of big games coming up but I'm sure we should have enough to beat West Ham at Old Trafford, that's the good thing that we're taking them on at Old Trafford and this season Old Trafford has been a fortress for Manchester United so I expect that we will win or defeat West Ham if push comes to show. But of course, football, anything can happen. So we shouldn't take West Ham for granted. I think West Ham are going to discover their form. And um, they have a poor record under Moes at Old Trafford. But they actually knocked us out of the Carabao Cup last season um, in the first, very fourth round uh, under Oli. So um, they've, they've had the occasional positive results so let's not allow that to repeat itself this season hopefully um Hag will take that game as seriously as possible and will knock out West Ham and progress further into the FA Cup quarterfinals so that's that on the FA Cup um, meeting with West Ham however against Reading um, I just want to talk briefly about the game um, the bad news is that we lost Ericsson in that game. He had uh, sustained an injury after a poor tackle by Andy Caro. Um, and we'll be losing Ericsson for a few months. Um, reports suggest that he'll be back towards the end of April, which is not very good for Man United, especially the number of games we'll be having. And of course, we know that he, necessi- he necessitated the signing of Master Sabitzer on loan from Bayern Munich. So, that was the only um, negative on that game. Overall, we did very well in that game against Reading. 
of course, you would expect Manchester United to do well against Reading. Reading made the game difficult for us um, in the first half. They defended stoutly. We had a few half chances, but it did, we were resolute in their defence. And they almost nicked a goal in the first half, which was their game plan anyway. Stay solid and try and nick a goal if you can. And uh, Tara Malasha was a bit sloppy. And um, Junior Hoyland almost scored for um, Reading. You know, so if they had scored first, then it would have been a very interesting game because uh, we'd have had to go all out, and I'm sure Reading would have been very, 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 very defensive and not attempt to come out and try hit us on the break. You know, uh, so that's what I feel uh, would have happened. But luckily for enough, DJ was on, was on his, uh, was alert and made a good save and saved Tarell Malasha's blushes. In the second half. The breakthrough came after a good work between Anthony and Casemiro, and Casemiro scored a brilliant goal. He also grabbed a second goal um, from outside the 18-yard box. Excellent finish. I think he may have took a slight deflection, but they all stand. And it was a great finish from Casemiro and Fred uh, put gloss over the result, beginning 3-0 before poor marking by the United defence. Um, allowed Reading to score a consolation but we were able to see the game out anyway even though um, Reading were playing with 10 men after the Caro got red carded for accumulation of fouls um, basically that's my take on that game good performance especially in the second half we got the needed goals we needed and killed off the game which is what we really need sometimes Teams are quite difficult, like we saw with uh, Nottingham Forest yesterday. Um, Nottingham Forest really, um, it was damage limitation, try and get to go first and see where it leads. They were not really in the tie um, because of the lead we had. Um, so the moment we scored, it was game over and a quick second came through Fred after um, Anthony Marshall opened the scoring, you know. so. Teams sometimes when it may be difficult for us to break teams down, but once breakthrough comes, we we are able to try and kill off the games. I think we've seen the trend, um, and let it. I hope that it continues because it's very important when you're playing teams that play with a low block, uh, they tend to frustrate you. So once you, you grab the breakthrough, they become more open and you seize the moment and kill off the game and not allow them to get back into the game. I think that's what we need and that's what happened again yesterday against Nottingham Forest. So the Reading game, we won the game easily 3-1 and we are through to the next round. As for yesterday's game, I was quite impressed with a few performances. Um, but I will start from goalkeeping, Tom Heaton, I don't think he had um, much to do. He had one good save to make in the second half, uh, which he made. Um, Okay, well, he made a few saves. He made one good save in the first half. One of the chances that Nottingham Forest made, um, he saved it um, from, I think, Johnson, um, the Nottingham Forest right winger. Um, then he made another good save from Danilo in the soccer half, which um, the rebound, sorry, blasted over the bar. So, I think Tom Eating was called into action twice and he acquitted himself very well. So I think he did very okay. He's a good backup goalkeeper to have. Uh, my problem will be 
when the Henderson returns next season, what will happen? We have so many good goalkeepers, and I don't know what will happen in the future. As we get the goalkeepers, we have Jack Butland who resigned, you know, and and I think Jack Butland was on the permanent deal, I believe. I don't, I'm not sure it's a loan deal. So uh, we have Jack Butland, we have um, Tom Heaton, and we also have Dean Henderson who wants to be playing regularly. So I think that is the issue with Dean Henderson. I feel we should either sell Dean Henderson or we just send him out on loan until we retire one of Tom Heaton or let DJ go or something. I don't know. DJ, I'm a fan of DJ and I want him to stay as long as he's performing to his maximum. And uh, I think DJ has done enough to remain as uh, undisputed number one. He's been very good this season, just like he was last season, just like he was three seasons ago. You know, so DJ has been very good for Manchester United. Yes, the old mistakes crop up uh, here and there, uh, but that's not the norm, uh, it's the exception to the rule. And virtually all keepers make mistakes these days. Even the ones who are very good at ball playing make mistakes too. We saw what Ederson did at Old Trafford. We've been seeing what Alisson has been doing for Liverpool. So, any some section of the money United fan base have an agenda about a ball playing goalkeeper, this and that, this and that, this and that. And I'm not against them, but I don't see how you take off Dijia, who is also. Um, adapting to this ball playing um, um, style that Eric Ten Hag is instilling in Manchester United. He is more, he sweeps more, he's a good sweeper now. He passes the ball very well. His distribution is quite good. Um, you could argue that he's not um, as dominant aerially that you would like, but all goalkeepers have their weaknesses. So um, you don't expect every goalkeeper to. Um, be 100% in all aspects of the game. So, um, that's it basically about DJ. Anyway, that was a digression. I was mainly talking about Tom Heaton performance yesterday, which is really the most important um, uh, excuse me, which is the more important uh, um, more relevant uh, performance at this time because he was he was the one that was on the pitch yesterday and not David Dijia. In defense, Aaron Wambisaka started again. Um, well, I would say he had an okay performance. I don't think he was too outstanding. Um, I think he has improved compared to what we saw last season. I think he's doing very well. He's trying to... I think he's being coached. Obviously, he's being coached by... DJ, I mean, I beg your pardon, uh, Eric Ten Hag's team or team of coaches, um, but he's still, um, I would say he still hesitates to give a lot of crosses. He can give a maximum of one or two in an entire game. I don't think that is good enough for an, a fullback. Of course, we all know Wambisaka strengths. We've said this over and over again on this podcast, and I'm sure we, you all listening are aware of Wambisaka strengths, and so um, I don't think I need to belabor that fact anymore. But he had an okay game, and he didn't make any mistakes. So, um, but he didn't really do much, in my opinion, going forward. 
um, to warrant uh, a very good um, like say I won't say rating but praise but I think he did okay in the defense Varane and Lisandro Martinez played um, Varane has not played the last two the last two games for Manchester United so I think in line with Eric Ten Hag's rotation policy he started Varane and I think Varane had a very good game he was classed throughout and did very well um, against um, I guess Nottingham Forest, as you would expect. He and Martinez's partnership is obviously our first church partnership. They both work well together and they both understand each other and they both defend very well together. I'm very happy we signed Lissandro Martinez. I didn't realize how good he was. After his performance at Brentford, I had written, written him off, um, but um, he has actually proved us all wrong. And I'm very happy uh, Lissandro Martinez has been doing very well in partnership with Rafael Baran and they both were outstanding yesterday again. Their passing was excellent, top-notch, um, their defending too was also very good. Of course, um, and Nottingham Forest had a few chances, especially in the first half, two good chances and that was because they benefited from ricochets, from Casemiro and other defenders, um, but overall I think they did very well, both of them. Um, Luke Shaw too, I think he had an okay performance. Um, I understand that a lot of people criticized Luke Shaw, uh, but I think he had an okay performance. I, he didn't really deliver, well in the first half he delivered some crosses, but in the second half um, he didn't really deliver as much crosses into the 18 yard box. I want Wabisaka and Luke Shaw to be more adventurous and get into positions whereby they can deliver crosses to Valdbergost. There's no point having such a tall striker and then giving him the service that he will thrive on. Valdbergost um, had only one um, cross to deal with in the entire match when he played and he almost scored with it. And that was crossover from Casemiro, not from Wambisaka. So this is the challenge I have with our fullbacks. They are the ones who are in a better position to give these crosses. But you have players like Casemiro and Bruno actually the ones giving these crosses. And it's not good enough, you know. So hopefully and Dalo will return and try to play to um about Vegas strength whenever he plays, but overall, I think Lucho had an okay game, just like Wambasica did. I think the defense pairing of Martinez and Veran was actually very good, and um, they were very, very good. Um, so that's the first line. Casemiro, we all know Casemiro, he was outstanding again, um, and I am very happy that he's in Manchester United. I hope he can give us this level of performance for another three to four years. I just hope he can because um, at some point eight will catch up with him. He's 30 years old and we're fortunately we're getting him um, at the latter stage of his career. You know, Madrid has extracted the best out of him and we've sold him for I think 70 odd million. And of course we are enjoying the fruit but we don't know two years, three years from now, how Casemiro will be, you know, he will be, he could be like another Nemanja Matic, you know, playing very well for a period of time, then um, having periods whereby he's misplacing passes, 
it's very slow um you know things like that you understand what i mean so i hope um casemiro will give us up to four years you know of quality um performance at the highest level so that we can replace him with someone who is equally good really uh, he was outstanding yesterday he did very well um i can't fault his performance throughout um in midfield um fred also gave a good account of himself especially in the second half i think he did very well um his passing definitely has improved and this is what i used to argue about fred if he can cut out the sloppiness in his passing underheating overheating or making straight passes um he will look a much much better player i don't know whether he's doing this because his contract is he's seeking a new contract or something i don't know even if he has been given a contract extension or offered or he has been offered a contract extension but i feel that he's doing very well under Ten Hag, and i believe he's also being coached on his passing abilities on how to pass very well or more accurately so and he also grabbed um the second goal that killed off Dottian Forest's um, performance. Okay, so great performance by Fred. I don't have a. I'm very pleased with Fred. He's been doing very well, and I think we will be seeing more of him now that Eriksen is injured. No Van der Beek. No Eric King, so he will be having more roles to play in Manchester United. He doesn't offer us uh, much creativity, but he is tenacious, he is tackles, he marks, and he brings energy to the midfield. And we will need him against teams who have a lot of possession, teams like Barcelona, who will play with later on this month. So, and I think we'll also need him when we will take on Liverpool at Anfield. So, we need players like Fred in the midfield with Casemiro doing the dirty business and allowing more creative players like Bruno and Anthony to um, create opportunities for our attackers, Rashford, Vegas or Marshall. Um, Bruno, I think uh, we all agree that he was the best player on the pitch. He won the Man of the Match award and I agree with that. He was very good yesterday. One of his best performances for Manchester United, especially in the first half. Um, his passes were very accurate, spot on. He did very well. Um, when the substitutions were made, he moved to the right and he was influential again. His cross is what um, uh, led to the second goal that Fred scored. He crossed the ball. Uh, Rashford was able to turn it or square play the pass uh, into the path of Fred, who tapped him from into an empty net. You know, so Bruno was influential again yesterday. He didn't have an assist directly, but he he um, played a big role in the second goal United scored. So another um, captain's performance by Bruno, and I'm very pleased with his performance. Um, in the attack, Ganacho, um, I think he well, Ganacho is a young player, and whenever he plays, um, it's always very exciting. He's just like. Um, the former uh, the former player Sean Wright Phillips, whenever he gets the ball, something always happens, you know. Um so that is how I see Alejandro Alejandro Ganacho. He's always um he's an exciting winger, creative, um has lots of tricks 
and had an eye for a goal as well. And he didn't really have a good game per se overall. I think he had an average game. He was much more effective in the first half. Um, he had one shot on target in the second half, which Hennessy was easy, easily parried. Um, um, but he had a he gave um, I think Neko Williams a difficult time um, um, in the first half um, as well. So I think he did very well. His end product is still questionable, and I think he had an okay game, much better than um, who am I going to compare him to? Uh, Anthony, uh, well, compared to Anthony, well, Anthony had a good first half too. Had one or two attempts um, that were quite good. Um, I just feel that the two wingers, their end product were not very good overall. They always have potential. Anthony has improved in the last couple of games. I'm sure we all agree on that. Um, he's He tracks back. Um, he tackles. He... He is well. His cross is still suspect uh, under heat, but he has an eye for goal and shoots a lot. If whenever Anthony plays, you guarantee that he's going to have a pop at goal when cutting in. And of course, many many teams know um, he, he doesn't use his right foot to do anything, so you know what he's going to do, and often don't give him the opportunity to cut in and shoot. But a couple of times they give him the opportunity, but his efforts are often weak and easy to save, so he needs to work on that. But overall, I think he is improving and he needs time. Maybe we will see the best of Anthony next season, um, but this season I think it's a learning curve for him. So. Now, initially, I was skeptical about him um, improving, but I've changed my mind because I'm seeing the progress he's been making these last couple of games. Of course, the position um, he's been playing against um, is um, are not exactly the strongest, but you're going to have a lot of this kind of opposition in the league, uh, teams in the bottom half of the table. We're not going to be playing Liverpool or Arsenal or Man City. Uh, Chelsea every week will be playing teams in the um, bottom half, um, lower top half of the Premier League. So against this kind of teams, um, he needs to show him, show his qualities uh, against them much more often and more consistently. So I think Anthony also had an okay game, but because they were not very, they were not good enough. Um, they were substituted for Sancho. Marshall and Rashford, um, and of course, we saw the impact they all made, especially Marshall and Rashford. Marshall grabbed the first goal um, after good work from, after, well, he laid the pass to Rashford. He underheat the pass, so um, Rashford's shot was ricocheted back to him and he scored with his left foot. So. Um, he scored, and you can see the difference between Rash, I mean, between Marshall and Valvegost. Um, Valvegost does not hold up the ball the way Marshall does. He doesn't pull defenders the way Marshall does. Marshall is great at uh, playing with his back at goal and trying to um, release the wingers or give them passes for them to shoot or pass back to him. You know, um, Marshall is very good at that, um, better than Vergost. 
Um, the problem is Marshall has been having injury challenges this season, and if he, his fitness issues can be dealt with, then we will see more of Marshall. But for now, um, in comparison, Marshall obviously is a better holder of the ball than Vergos. But I have a feeling that Vergos will be more prolific than him um, over the course of the season. You know, if Marshall doesn't stay fit. Well, um, Dregos had only one chance um, and he almost got it in the first half. He had a hit the upright and we didn't see much of him in, anymore because our wingers and our fullbacks did not actually play to his strengths. Um, he needs lots of service and he's not getting it at the moment. And that's the frustration of playing for Manchester United. The wingers get more opportunities to score more than the striker. and. That ought not ought not to be, in my opinion. Radford was great for Manchester United. He and Sancho did very very well. Um, um, he had the assists. In fact, he probably would argue that Radford had two assists uh, for the goals. You know, against Marshall's goal, it was Rashford's effort that would ricochet towards Marshall that he scored, and. Um, it was um, Ratchford's cross that uh, Fred tapped into an empty net. So, um, two assists from Rashford. He had is having a great season, 18 goals, I believe, in all competitions. And I don't know how many assists, but he's racking up the assists now as well. So, Rashford is having a good season compared to the whole of last season. It's been a stark difference. Um, Sancho, uh, who has been. Um, Will I say, quote unquote, in the wilderness for a few months, I think about three months, is back and I think he gave a good account of himself. He played more centrally and I think he did very well um, throughout the period he was on the pitch. Um, I think, of course, we should be patient with him and give him time to get up to speed. Again, this was not Young Forest and not a very strong team. So, we cannot read too much in the performance of this game, but he played in the middle. And I guess that's also an option for Eric Ten Hag if um, Bruno is uh, unavailable or rested. Maybe Sancho can play a more central role um, for the team. You know, that's also an option we, um, we can look into. Um, so I think uh, the team's in a good place at the moment. Um, Maguire and Lindelof also came on and I think they both gave a good account of themselves um, um, for the duration of the the game they played in so um, I'm quite happy and pleased with the performance two goals to nothing easy peasy uh, five goals on aggregate so we take on Newcastle at Wembley in the final and um, Newcastle will not be an easy game uh, we've played them already this season and the game ended goalless. Um, even though I felt that um, we could have done better against them, but Newcastle are very good defensively and know how to shut out teams. So that will be the challenge against us uh, in the final. I feel that in that final, if Newcastle score first, then they will probably have a better chance of winning because they know how to defend. But if we score first, and uh, we'll probably win the game because they will have to come all out. And I think we have a defense to 
keep us the game till we can pick them off and grab a winning goal. So I feel that whoever wins scores first wins that Carabao Cup final. Um, in the league, Newcastle and United are neck and neck. I think they are ahead of us on goal difference because they've considered far less goals than we have. And um, I think it's going to be a good final. I would have preferred Southampton in a final, but uh, I don't. If we can't beat Newcastle in a final, then we don't deserve to win the trophy, really. You know. So in, again, when we took on Villarreal, we thought we would defeat Villarreal. Would have taken them, grabbed them in a heartbeat, but it would have probably been better off if we took on Arsenal. We know them inside out, and we probably would have defeated Arsenal in the final because we know them. We know the, we know we know how they play, and um, we have a good record against English teams in in Europe. So, but in the end, it was Villarreal that got to the final, and we could not defeat them in one and twenty minutes. And the penalty shootout again was a joke. Unfortunately, um, we didn't. Our goalkeepers, um, our goalkeeper doesn't have to know how to take a penalty, and we suffered for it. So, but that's in the past. Um, but it's a warning um, for us, my United fans, not to get carried away. Yes, we are slight favourites because of our history and the quality of our players to win the game, um, but we should not take it for granted. Upsets to happen in. Cup finals and um, Birmingham defeated Arsenal in the in the Carabao Cup final, and Arsenal had far superior players than Birmingham, you know Birmingham City, you know, and they defeated Arsenal by two goals to one, you know, and Birmingham still got relegated that season. That just shows you um, how cup finals are. So we shouldn't take it for granted. Newcastle, even though. Um, they have only few players who you would consider world-class or glamorous as a unit that very, very good. Eddie Howe is doing a marvelous job and is investing in young English talent and also um, um, players who are unheralded, who are underrated. He has made them, you know, a, a solid unit. Trippier, um, Joe Linton, um, this the Paraguayan, what's his name again? His name escapes my mind at the moment. Um, Isaac, you know, Joe Willock, Fabian Shaw, Megalamiron, that was the guy that I was trying to remember. So they have some good players, Nick Pope, excellent goalkeeper, you know. You would, these guys will actually give a good account of themselves in the final. But it's Wembley and we have players that have a winning mentality. Hopefully, Casemiro, Varane, Martinez, Master um, um, Sabitza, these players will be playing in the game in the final. And these are players with an elite winning mentality, and they should be able to help galvanize our squad and help us to win the game. So, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be taking on Crystal Palace on Saturday. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to do a podcast. Um, concerning that game so thank you for listening do have a pleasant day and bye for now